0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Hello, fellow patriots. A little bit early today. Greetings to you. Welcome. Salutations. And Wednesday, hump day. Alohas to you. Well, the chop. Is no more. It's history. It's been put on the chopping block. A rare attack of sanity by Seattle's mayor uh, resulted in their going in and uh, cleaning up this bunch of uh, BLM and Antifa anarchists. You know, if they'd done this at the beginning, there would be at least uh, two more people who were still alive. That's all it took to uh, incentivize the so-called leadership, and I use that word very loosely, in Seattle to uh, to get them to okay the police going in and taking back their East Precinct Station and clearing out all the uh, human refuse there in uh, the chop. Here we go, getting underway. Great to have you along, and as always, uh, and by the way, apologies, because you may hear a uh, rumble of thunder in the background. Our uh, typical... Summertime afternoon thunderstorm that uh, rolls right over top of stately McLean Manor uh, is in the process of uh, going by. So if you hear some rumbles of thunder in the background, that's uh, what's going on there. Great to have you along. And as always, your input is invited encouraged and welcomed here is how you join me and be a part of the conversation today just grab the phone use the Ingalls advantage talk line number 800-347-1063 common sense retirement planning text line number 71307 and my email address bob at 1063 word.com i got an email the other day from uh, Bill Brightman, and he said, Bob, I'm, I'm working on something, and I'd like to be able to share it with your audience. Do you have time one day this week uh, to have me on? And I said, yeah, uh, because I was familiar uh, with the organization that he wants to talk about and, and what their goal is, and it's something that I fully back. And so uh, Bill joins me right now here in uh, the Weed Off Hour of the program. Bill, how are you today, sir?
2: I'm great. Thank you, Bobby, for having me on today.
1: My pleasure. Good to have you here, and, uh, and thanks for making me aware of, uh, of what you're involved in. Now, for, for people who are not familiar uh, with your organization, uh, why don't you uh, just kind of give us a thumbnail sketch of, uh, of what uh, your group uh, is all about.
2: I am the executive director for a 501c3 charity right here in Greenville, Service Dogs for Veterans, and our goal is to complement the traditional treatment that veterans receive for psychiatric disabilities at the VA with service dogs. And our mission is to rescue dogs from shelters, and we enroll the veteran and their dog in an eight-month class to become an ADA-compliant service dog.
1: Nice. You know, I've heard heard so many horror stories of uh, of handlers who have been uh, on, as we used to say, the other side of the wire, who have actually been downrange with their mm-hmm. service dog partner. And then uh, they may rotate back to the world, but the dog just kind of gets lost in the shuffle now. And I recognize that's kind of a whole nother issue. But but it, it highlights uh, the issue that, that you're putting forward that uh, these – these humans and their canines have an ongoing relationship and it's certainly beneficial uh, for everyone involved, human and dog.
2: Absolutely, it really is. Yeah, you know, and especially for the men and women that come back, Bobby, and there's a new normal for them when they have been clinically diagnosed with post-traumatic stress or traumatic brain injury, mm-hmm. and more and more we're seeing cases of military sexual trauma Uh, There is a point at which medications and therapy and counseling that the VA offers, which can do a lot to help, but there's a point at which many veterans feel there's still something missing, especially those that don't have a family, they live alone, and can feel as if they come back to a public that doesn't really appreciate what they have sacrificed because no more can they enjoy going out in public and feeling Uh, comfortable because of the way they've been trained in the military to be looking for danger everywhere they go, Um, to be in a closed room, to be around strangers, especially people that are at their six o'clock behind them, Mm -hmm. can really be very difficult. Things we don't even think about as uh, civilians that haven't experienced it. And these dogs, when they are trained with their veterans, can do things medications and counseling cannot do. And our veterans that have gone through the program, we've got over 60 graduates right now. It is life-changing and in some cases life-saving for them. And they graduate with a whole new sense of freedom and confidence about being able to go out and enjoy uh, doing things with their kids. For instance, at a a a football game Mm -hmm. or in a gymnasium, instead of being homebound, Isolated, they now have a, a sense of freedom that is uh, wonderful for them, and usually it corresponds with a reduction in medications and counseling that they need because the dog has been such a such a help to them.
1: Yeah, I know that you know even something as simple as uh, people have a a hard day at work, uh, and you come home and uh, you you have a dog, and uh, and the dog is is always thrilled to see you. When you walk in the door, <laughs> it's right. know, it, yeah. in a way, That's know, it. it's, like, it's like the old joke, Bill. You know, uh, lock, lock your wife or your girlfriend and your dog <laughs> in the trunk of the car and leave them there for a little while and then open the trunk up and see which one is happy to see you. See who's happy to Yeah, you, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, in an, effort, in an mm-hmm. effort to, uh, to uh, promote... Uh, the work of Service Dogs for Veterans, you have taken it upon yourself, and I think it's a great thing to do. And and I'm going to talk to some of the folks that I know in D.C. as well and make sure that uh, this comes to somebody's attention up there. You have actually written a letter to President Trump uh, encouraging him to, to do something to be helpful.
2: Absolutely. It's long overdue. The V.A. does a lot of good work for our veterans, but there's a huge gap. For the twelve to twenty percent of returning veterans that come home with psychiatric uh, clinically diagnosed psychiatric disabilities mm-hmm. and if if uh, medications and therapy don't help you you're done pretty much yep the the v a will not uh in any way assist you to get a service dog to help with that and what I asked President Trump to do because this has been going on for decades right and The fact is we're losing 20 to 22 veterans a day to suicide, most of them because of psychiatric uh, issues that they encountered and were never really addressed adequately. Um, But if President Trump could issue an executive order to empower local VAs across the country to, to do something they have never done, and that is to start recognizing the benefit that Professionally trained dogs can be, to these men and women, it can be a lifesaver. And maybe we can drive down that 20, 22 veterans a day that are committing suicide because they've lost hope. And the VAs at the local level can encourage them to look for a dog or look for an organization such as ours. Right. And that can happen. There's organizations that are charities and for-profit training um, businesses in, in the country all over that are doing this all on their own with no recognition from the government, from the VA specifically, that it helps. And furthermore, I'm suggesting, unlike the PAWS Act, which has been passed by the House, uh, this is the second time or third time, I'm not mm-hmm. sure which, but the VA has tried to conduct a scientific study um, to prove that service dogs help psychiatric um, those affected with psychiatric diagnoses. Right. But the problem with that is that it's top down and the VA is going to run it. And the VA has got their hands full doing everything you're doing now. I'm asking President Trump, if we're going to put money behind this through the VA, it should only be done as a partnership with the local community. And the VA paying 50 percent instead of the VA paying 100 percent, then they control the program and they're going to wipe out small charities like ours that are doing great work across the country. So I'm asking the, the president for uh, a gift to our veterans on Independence Day, if you'd write an executive order just to do that, mm-hmm. and and then find out that probably I'm suspecting it's going to cost the VA less in the long run if we get service dogs in the hands of these that need it in terms of their ongoing medical care, their medications, I think it's going to cost the VA less money. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah, I I think so as well. And and the number of uh, twenty to to twenty two veterans uh, who we lose to suicide, who take their own lives, is that is that weekly, Bill? Is that or wh- wh- what's, what's that Number twenty to twenty two daily. Yes. This this is this is tragic. This is tragic. And and anything <laughs> and we can do
0: mm-hmm. uh, to to help yes.
1: these people uh, who have uh, have brought. Uh, the uh, the effects of uh, of being in a in a hot zone back with them anything we can exactly. do to assist them and and I think this is a great way to do it and and nobody better really to do this I mean uh, President Trump has been the regulation killer for the oh, three absolutely. plus years that he's been in office uh, and this mm-hmm. would be a great way to cut through the red tape uh, and and actually get something moving here.
2: Oh, I love that. Exactly right. He's the disruptor-in-chief, and I think this would appeal to him. And the other thing is, this country is in such turmoil, Bob, on yes. every subject, it seems. Right. How about a good news story? Yeah. And what better news could there be than a gift to our warriors using rescue dogs to be trained as service dogs? That's a win-win, in yeah. my book.
1: Yeah, it is in mine, too. Uh, his name is Bill Brightman. If you'd like to help out with the organization they are a 501c3 charity uh how do people learn more about the organization and get in touch with you bill
2: we have a website it's uh sd4v.org that's uh, letters s is in service d is in dog number four letter v is in veteran and i'd also like to refer people to a new book that just came out by a local author mm-hmm. she's written a wonderful um story documenting the journey of seven of our graduates. And it's a heart rendering story here. And it's Heroes of the Heart. Her name is Sally Hersey, H U R S E Y. She has a website and the fifty percent of the proceeds are going to be coming back to Service Dogs for Veterans. It's
1: great. It's a it's a great organization that you have, Bill. Uh and, and it's doing uh it's doing God's work uh in, in helping yeah. these people battling through the depression uh the ptsd all of the the ancillary negatives uh, mm-hmm. as a as a result of uh heroically uh volunteering to defend our freedoms and uh absolutely Bob. kudos kudos to you bill for uh, how long has the organization been together are you getting what going on a decade is that about <laughs> right
2: well we're a little less than a decade this will be our sixth year this this october uh we have um 18 total of 18 volunteers that handle all sorts of things with the organization. Mm -hmm. For the first four years, we were 100% volunteer, um, and we've since built up wonderful support in this amazing Greenville community to be able to fund what we do and give a scholarship that covers over 98% of all the costs Wow! these veterans pay. Their their incoming fee is $100, Mm -hmm. and that's all we asked, just so they have a little skin in the game. Right, And our wonderful community has uh, has backed what we do, and we're just just, uh, just amazed that we're able to do as much as we can with 60 graduates, and we now have, I think the count right now is 34 in our program.
1: Wow. Well, and about a
2: half a dozen more waiting to get in right it's now. A,
1: it's fantastic work, Bill, and I'm, I'm glad that you uh, brought your organization to my attention, and I'm happy to... Uh, Give you a a little platform here to be able to spread the word about service dogs for veterans. Because I think, as you said in your letter to President Trump, the expected outcome, uh, a foregone conclusion that more dogs equals lower suicide rates. And anything we can do in that regard, I think, is certainly uh, worth doing.
2: Thank you. And thank you for the airtime here, Bob. Really, really do appreciate that. You've been a great supporter of our veterans. Thank you.
1: My pleasure. Thank you. Bill Brightman with the Service Dogs for Veterans is a great organization. 17 after three here on the Bobby Mac Show. Take a quick break here and then right back with more as we cruise along here on hump day. We go to the phones. Also, when we come back on the other side here on Wednesday on W.O.R.D. Welcome back. Great to have you along. 3.23 now here on this Wednesday afternoon. The uh, Thunder Bumper has rolled past stately McLean Manor here in uh, Taylors. Uh, You folks uh, southeast of us, though, it's uh, headed your way. Uh, One other note uh, about uh, our canine friends. Uh, I got this uh, today from uh, Bob Mahalik at uh, Greenville County. Uh, Human Animal Support Services, or HASS, H-A-S-S, uh, a new animal welfare organizational model and Greenville County Animal Care are working together implementing a new range of services that recognize pets and people as family units and aims to keep them together. Our goal is to better support animals in our community without having to remove them from their homes and neighborhoods, said uh, Shelley Simmons, division manager of Greenville County Care, traditionally a pet must enter the shelter for us to support it. But with this new model, the role of the animal shelter and animal control field services is to support pets and pet owners in the community. Okay. Uh, to the phones we go this afternoon, uh, beginning with uh, Ron. He is in uh, Moore. Hi, Ron, and welcome to the program.
3: Today, hey, how you doing, Bobby? Uh, so um, far, so good. Well, thanks for sending the rain over to my house. <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: my pleasure.
3: <laughs> no, uh, th- that that last caller he is right on the money because I experienced that. My my granddaughter's uh, husband he did a tour in Afghanistan, a mm-hmm. tour in Iraq. He's in the special forces.
1: Wow!
3: And uh, and he left. He had to do a year in Korea, and when he came back. Uh He didn't even know how to react with his wife, and he hadn't seen his son in a year, you know, except maybe over the computer or something right but uh and uh you know we we went out and celebrated him coming back when he got uh you know after he did his year in career, we went over to a big restaurant, the whole family, and you could just see him. You know, because there were some people there that he'd never met before. Right. He right. was so, he was so antsy. Yeah. And so, and, uh, and, uh, well, when we went back to my son's house over in Greenville and, uh, now nah, we sat around, we had a, a few beverages and he kind of loosened up mm-hmm. and, and, uh, he he talked about what it was like, and and uh, I mean like like a, he's a sniper, okay? He's, yeah. And then they they right now he's in Fort Bragg. He's there. Like I don't think I can ever get out of the military because I mm-hmm. I don't I I don't feel comfortable trying to be a regular person.
1: Understood. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And he told some stories that you know some of the things that he had to go through and you know it reminded me you know of Vietnam and
1: stuff and right and i'm sure you know you know people run as i do you know you rotate back to the world and you're walking down the street and a car backfires uh, and you're on the deck you know you're, yep. you're you're grabbing the sidewalk
3: yeah and i mean you know i i, I had a couple talks with him and stuff but he didn't want to, he, he didn't want to kind of talk about you know some of the stuff that happened, especially in Iraq, and sure. uh, and uh, and so he he he's has he has a hard time. But that's my granddaughter's husband, and uh, they mm-hmm. just had another baby and stuff. But, nice. uh, you uh, know,
1: and, but and and uh, and it's amazing, it's amazing, Ron, uh, that as time has gone by, you know, I've, I've mentioned before, my dad and his brother, uh, my uncle, uh, we we yeah. called Uncle Mac. Uh, they were both in the Pacific in the Marines in World War Two. Never. That's where my dad. About- that's
3: where my dad was. My See? dad was a, a Chief petty officer.
1: And, and did he did he talk much about his experiences in the war?
3: Well, he uh, he actually uh, he had a nervous breakdown. I mean, I wasn't born then, but mm-hmm.
0: uh,
3: you know, uh, you know, when my dad would come home and drink a beer or two. Or something. I mean, that, that's thats the only thing that was on his mind of what he went through when he was in the South Pacific.
1: Right, right. And and I know and my dad. Actually, I mean,
3: actually, my dad's wish when he passed away. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, I want my ashes spread over the Fiji Islands.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he spent significant time there that meant something to him.
3: Oh, yeah, and we we did it, you know, it it, it wasn't cheap, you know, yeah. uh, but, you know, I mean, because you get to fly from this side of the, you know, the country to California to take boats and sure. to get to the P.G. Islands and stuff, and uh,
1: well, it's, that, it's,
3: it? I, we, we it, fulfilled it. I, I think
1: it, I think it's certainly good, and it's a, a step forward. Thank you, Ron, I, I appreciate uh, uh, your sharing that story with me. Uh, I think it's it's amazing uh how far we have come that it used to be you know, as I said, my dad and my uncle never talked about anything uh were their experiences uh and I know they were pretty horrific um and and people found different ways to treat it, you know self-medicate what have you uh but now, especially with this program uh with the canines. Uh, really, really helpful in being able to assist uh, men and women who have come back uh, from a hot spot uh, and to transition back into normal life. There is such a thing. 3.30 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Little Annie is ready to go in the news center. I'm right back on the other side here on Hump Day on WORD. Welcome back, 3.37 now, <clears throat> excuse me, 23 before 4 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Well, if you uh, were watching Fox News Channel earlier today uh, in the morning and uh, after Fox and Friends, you turned on America's Newsroom and you thought, where's Ed Henry, uh, the anchor of that show? I guess he's on vacation. Um, he's on permanent vacation. Fox News. The Associated Press reporting fired daytime news anchor Ed Henry. You may remember he used to be the White House correspondent. Uh, Fired him today after he was accused of, what else, as another hashtag MeToo victim, sexual misconduct in the workplace. The network said it received a complaint on June 25th from an attorney about a former employee, I guess at Fox News, about the misconduct. Uh, Fox hired an outside investigator, and Henry was fired based on the results of that probe. Uh, He worked as a late-morning news anchor on Fox. He was on from 9 to 11. He had uh, slowly rehabilitated his career following a four-month leave of absence that ended in 2017 after there were published reports of an extramarital affair that he conducted with a Las Vegas cocktail waitress. So, apparently, uh, what happens in Vegas doesn't stay there. Fox offered no details of the complaint that resulted in Ed Henry's firing, only to say that it happened years ago. #MeToo Me Too doesn't care about that. Unless, of course, you're Bill Clinton. I oh, won't you listen to me? Yeah, right. Uh, I, I got a, a kick out of this. There's a, a video. It's available... Um, in fact, Money Penny, if you want to link to it, I think it's at the com website. This whole business with mask wearing is getting on some people's very last nerve. A woman at a grocery store in Dallas, the Fiesta grocery store, to be precise, in Dallas, Texas, had a meltdown last weekend after being told she had to wear a mask. At the grocery store, the unidentified woman who was not wearing a mask and who apparently was unwilling to put one on, me, put on a mask, huh? Good luck. Uh, Went on a uh, profanity-laced tantrum. (laughs) Seemingly over being told she had to wear a mask. Uh, The city requires people to wear a face covering while inside businesses. So she said, oh, you want me to wear a mask, huh? Okay, well, I'm not going to be buying anything at this grocery store. And she then proceeded to take all the items in her cart out of the cart and toss them hither and yon. <laughs> every every which way. Oh, you want me to wear a mask, huh? All right, here you go. <laughs> Jeez. You know, I mean, it happens. People just <clears throat> reach the... Uh, Tipping point and say, oh, OK, I get your mask right here. In on the uh, text line before I run the risk of getting too far behind there. Hey, Bobby Mack, my dad was in the Navy during World War II. He was in the Battle of Leyte Gulf. He would never talk about his experiences. The only thing he would say was, I thought I was going to die. Back then, we called what he was going through being shell-shocked. Yeah, I remember that word. And he drank a lot, uh, but we knew he had problems from all that he had seen. Later in life, he quit drinking and gave his life to the Lord, passed away in 2005. God bless. Thank him for his service. Uh, Bob Rudy has headed to South Bend to join his teammates. You know, the the movie, the the Rudy movie. Uh, Bobby, these thugs are going to meet some people that will bring hell with them if they do something to disrespect our monuments on the 4th from Gerald and Calpins. I got a story about that uh, in the Bobby Mack stack. Yeah, here it is. DHS deploys special federal unit to protect monuments over the July 4th weekend amid fears of vandalism. DHS is deploying a special federal unit across the country for the July 4th weekend in order to protect federal monuments and states. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, uh, federal monuments and statues, I should say from a possible fresh wave of vandalism. RDS, uh, RDT teams, rapid deployment teams, RDTs, from the Protecting American Communities Task Force, consisting of law enforcement officers specially trained in areas such as crowd control and riot control, will be dispatched to Portland, Seattle, and Washington, D.C. Additional RDTs will be dispatched regionally So they can be flown into any other area within a few hours should uh, unrest spark up in other cities. This is on top of uh, federal protective service presence being ramped up higher than usual for a weekend in response to the potential challenge. Hundreds of FPS officers will be protecting facilities and DHS has identified uh, hundreds more in case they need assistance. The move marks an aggressive response by the Trump administration to push back against the violence and vandalism seen aimed at monuments in recent weeks. I think they call these wolf teams, these uh, rapid deployment teams are referred to as uh, wolf teams. So it's it's good to know they are anticipating uh, what Antifa and uh, their pals may be up to. Uh, Bobby Experts, in quotes, say that uh, masks can prevent transmission. Who are these experts? These are the same experts who say there are going to be 2.2 million American dead and a 3 to 4% death rate? Yeah, pretty much. Dr. fraudchi and his crowd. Bobby, my World War II daddy uh, used to say the ones that were there didn't like to talk about it. The ones that did talk about it weren't there or something was wrong with them. Hi, Bobby. The Service Dogs for Veterans Organization is a fabulous win-win situation. It helps veterans and also helps dogs that need to be rescued from the shelter or other types of facilities. Uh, And this went half an hour ago when I mentioned the thunderstorms rumbling around. Uh, Bobby, sitting on the side of I-85 in the middle of a deluge. Could not see. Uh, God got me over here because now visibility down to about 20 feet well uh bobby the killings aren't what facilitated the dismantling of chop the infidels showed up on the mayor's doorstep that was the deciding factor she cares nothing about the lives of the young black men and get this when they showed up at her home guess what she did call the police one wonders what the uh Rioters were thinking, but this wave of youngins have been taught everything anti-American since kindergarten. Uh, They are victims of miseducation and need to be deprogrammed, defund this so-called education, not the police. Meantime, also in the news this week, uh, a world-famous neocon, uh, John Bolton, the guy who never saw the opportunity for a war that he didn't like, has a new book out. You'll find it in the fiction section, I imagine, entitled The Room Where It Happened. Ooh, dramatic. Despite uh, Bolton's reputation, it's a bestseller because a bunch of Democrats who hate Trump are going to rush to buy it. Regardless to polit- of, uh, of your politics, though, you're going to love Bolton's new books. That's right, plural, featuring even more rooms.
0: The Room Where It Happened. The explosive new memoir by former National Security Advisor John Bolton is taking America by storm, which is why John is releasing three new follow-up books (laughs) about his time in the Trump White House, starting with In the Room Adjacent to the Room Where It Happened, followed shortly thereafter by Downstairs and Across the Hall from the Room Where It Happened, and finally... Look for down the hall and to the left. That's the men's room where a lot of personal things happen. Uh All three are riveting page turners. You'll be glad you bought and sold John Bolton as he laughs his way all the way to the bank.
1: John Bolton books available as
0: soon as the ink dries.
1: You know, they used to say that Bolton was in his office with a door locked. Now we know what he was doing. (laughs) He was busy working on his, uh, Marvelous manuscript, 346 now, 14 before 4, here on the Bobby Mack Show. Be right back here on Wednesday on WORD. A, a big morning today down at the Eagles Gas Station. It's right down there at uh, Pelham Road, right, right by the Y uh, in the road. Not, not YW or YMCA, the Y in the road, where East North Street and Pelham Road split off. Dave Schwartz from uh, Freedom Action Network of South Carolina will fill us in on all the details when he joins me coming up after the news at uh, 4 o'clock. Uh, in on the text line this afternoon, hey, Bobby, did governor... Mc McDisaster speak today? No, but uh, he has a scheduled appointment, a, a televised message to uh, the constituents out here in South Carolina telling us how he's going to make things butter. He's supposed to be speaking at 4.30, which means we'll be lucky if he's there by a quarter to five. And we'll see what lunacy he has to share with us today. Uh, look, man, there's only one room in the house where John Bolton's new book can be used. Uh, the same way we used to use the old Sears catalog. When you run out of any of these other traders, it can spew out a book within minutes of getting fired from the White House. Bobby, I've not worn a mask for one second. I simply do not enter said businesses that require it. I cannot cave or all will be lost uh, with my principles. Um, Bobby, did you hear uh, Warren? Are you talking about what? Pocahontas? Is that uh, Elizabeth Warren? Is that who you're referencing? Did you hear Warren? We're either racist or anti-racist. We can't just be non-racist. But of course, we have to completely destroy anything uh, with any kind of string to a racist belief. Names off buildings, statues removed. Does she know any... Uh, uh, if, if Auschwitz is still standing, Aus- Auschwitz is still standing, by the way. Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, she, she, uh, she took one to the chin yesterday when the Supreme Court did away with her baby. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Uh, didn't do away with it in its entirety as they should have, although that may be coming. But did say that the head of the, uh, cons- the CPFB, Consumer Financial, yes, CFPB, C- uh, Uh, can be removed by the president. The way that the bill was passed under Obama, uh, this person had complete autonomy, couldn't be fired, couldn't do anything they wanted to. And it was nothing but a way to funnel money uh, with fines to leftist organizations. Uh, Bobby Mack, have you experienced the wrath of a Corona Karen in a store yet or uh, witnessed a meltdown in a store when one is triggered? I have not personally... But I, I know it's coming. Hey, Bobby, I know who writes the uh, supposed Joe Biden, hey, Billy, messages. It's, uh, you know, the thing. Oh, yeah, the thing. Right. Uh, Bobby, could you share with me again the alternate frequencies for WLRD? Yeah, sure can. 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca. 95.1 FM. FM in Anderson. And, of course, we're HD, HD2, uh, with if you have HD radio, uh, 98.9. That's uh, our sister station, Magic, uh, one of their HD channels. Uh, Ba-ba-bum. Bobby, tell everybody BLK is calling for a, a blackout shopping day. They mean BLM? July 7th to hurt our economy. Everybody get out and shop, shop, shop on July 7th. Okay. Uh, Quickly, i I got uh, about a minute left. Let me uh, get to uh, Governor Jimmy, and easily speaking of governors. Hello, Gov. How are you today?
0: Oh, fine. Thanks for letting me speak. First, uh, it hasn't got anything to do with what I'm going to say is uh, recon marine, uh, without a short story, it's been... I'm 75 years
1: old. It never has left me. I oh,
0: Ever yeah. so often I get sick and I try to sleep and I go back to normal. Always. Yeah. You don't never get away. If you've been to hell once, you stay there. That's the only thing I can say about it. The other thing is the virus. As long as you have these protests, the virus is never going to go away. And you said one thing a while back. It took me a while to think about it. You lose your freedom to freely speak. I'm not talking about hate. Right. I'm talking about free speech. You cannot say I do not like Black Lives Matter because they will come to your business and shut you down. If you're a counselor, they'll try to get you to resign. That is the loss of freedom of speech. And yeah. that's what I fought for.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Jimmy. I got to I got to run for the news here. But uh, thanks for the call and thanks for your service. See you back on the other side. As I said, Dave Schwartz is going to be with me next. We'll recap what happened to the Eagles gas station this morning and what you can do uh, to make sure the uh, good old boys in Columbia get the message. Be right back.